Hey there, everyone, and welcome to Be A Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's a new week and a new episode, so it's time to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Welcome back, everyone, and for the first timers, welcome to the show. Uh, if you are a listener, you will notice that my intro was a little different. Um, the beautiful adaptive warrior was such a mouthful that I think it's time to change it down to be a warrior. And so that's that's where that difference came in. It still it still represents that uh, title, but I thought I would change it up. It was becoming a mouthful. Anyways, I hope that this episode finds you doing well. And if you are a first timer, welcome. Um, I kind of just kind of run through what things have been on my mind for the week. And as an above knee amputee for the last four years, sometimes it relates to just general, you know, attitude about your life to very specifics on what it's like to be an amputee. This week, I thought that I would jump into something I think that we're all, we all become kind of a victim to, and that's comparison. And that can be a thief of all joy. You may have heard that um, that saying that compar- comparison is a thief of joy. And that is true because when we spend our time comparing ourselves to everybody around us, we are going to always fall short and feel miserable because there's always going to be someone that catches our eye doing the things we wished we could do and finding us either feeling angry, resentful, or just completely depressed about that. As an amputee, that can happen um, because we feel like it's just the the tables changed and the and, and our circumstances are we can't recover from. And so, I find it interesting. This past week, I was honored with being able to tell my story to ABC Fifteen. Um, it was their feel good story this last Friday, and it, you know. It, Everybody that knows me or follows me was so really kind. And there was one comment that struck me that, you know, this is kind of how my podcast come about. Something that happened from the last week through this week, something that's happened, something I've experienced, something I've seen or read is usually where my my concentration goes and where my um, motivation to speak for my podcast this week comes from. And this week was um, the same as every week. There was something that struck me, and it wasn't a mean comment whatsoever, but it made me think about the whole comparison thing. And, you know, the one thing was, is this was through the YMCA by us, because we're way up in Carefree, um, and really there's not a ton of huge gyms or anything in this small area. And so the YMCA is our closest um, gym and um, it is the Desert Foothills YMCA up here and so they um, they wanted to have me do a story there at the gym while I was working out and doing what I do but that's not the only thing that I do I mean that's my mornings yes and I love working out I love feeling healthy and strong and I love defying the odds after being um, an amputee and being really sedentary for like five six years of my life after my karate accident. And so I find it interesting. So, you know, the whole interview was based on being in the gym and then the working out. 
and you know I I was so excited to post it I was really um you know, that's just something that was, you know, it's one of those bucket list things like, gosh, it would be neat to be able to tell my story because really what I'm trying to do is enlighten people that just because uh, you might be an amputee doesn't mean you're disabled. Disability uh, tends to come from the mind sometimes when it comes to things like this. We may look the part of being disabled, but I would never consider myself disabled. Um, as my kids say, I'm differently abled. So I have to make adjustments to my day-to-day than what I would have had to do, um, do as a two-legger. But, you know, I don't stop living my life. And that was what this podcast was meant to be, was to show people, no matter what your circumstances is, if your mental game is strong and you emotionally are in the right place, you can physically get through whatever you're going through. But this is where that comment struck me. Someone said, this is great and everything, but you can tell you were an athlete prior to your amputation. So you have that already going for you. Now, I know that is not a cut or anything, but it was definitely a moment where I thought, okay, so some people see this and they think that my journey is easy because of my past life, my past experiences, my DNA, whatever. Yes, but... But it's mostly about the mental drive. Uh, You know, I'm 51 years old, so I'm not young, um, but I always identified myself as being an athlete, even as I grew older and had a family and became the housewife and a mother. Um, You know, and that's where my accident ended up happening was I decided to regain feeling like I was more that athlete versus just a mom and housewife so I started karate and then that's when I ended up hurting myself going for um, my second degree black belt and that's what started the downward spiral of gaining weight, having knee surgeries, gaining more weight, sitting around, hurting, in pain all the time, losing mobility, you name it and that was from 2013 to 2018 and all of 2018 because I didn't have my amputation until December. Um, But that being said, yes, my identity has always been wrapped up on the fact that, you know, I had three big brothers and my dad was um, an athlete and, you know, it just kind of ran in the family. We, We played sports. We were always active and always very competitive. I'm still extremely competitive and that's probably what has aided me in recovery. Um, is that I'm very competitive with myself and sometimes secretly um, when I see what others can do, I try to do that. But that brings me to the point of the comparison. And it's unfortunate because as a mom, I see this for my kids' sake as well, not just for me and what I'm going through or what people like me are going through. But I noticed that kids today, because of social media, you know, social media can be great. But you have to be very disciplined and kids growing up don't have that discipline or that life skill knowledge and and experience that we do. And we still, as as older adults, we still can fall trapped to it. It doesn't, it's not an age thing. It's, it's a, a mental game. And, you know, I can see, thank goodness I have two boys who really don't get on social media very much, but they did when they were like, you know, tweeners and stuff. And you know, the fact is that they would see what other people are doing their age or maybe even a little bit older, which, you know, that's not a fair assessment because they've got, you know, 
different growth hormones happening at different times in their life, but comparing themselves to other people and where they were at, like in the lifting. So my boys are heavily into lifting and, um, I'm sorry, it's so cold here. <laughs> Sweatshirt on, it's Arizona, but our temperatures dropped and I have a runny nose because it's so chilly out and it's supposed to be raining all day. It looks like rain, but it's um, just overcast and the rain that was supposed to come has not come yet. But excuse me for sniffling. Um, anyways, what I was saying was the fact is that they get on and they will see what bodybuilders that are competing in the big world arenas are lifting and what they're taking and supplements and da, da 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 and so you know that happens just you know that's like almost like a normal everyday occurrence for you know our kids these days with social media but I will not discount the fact that it happens to us adults too you know we get into a um, a mindset that you know our life is just blah or we just get into a a routine that just drags us down almost and there's no newness or excitement right now and we're looking for something and so what we do we scroll through and see what other people are doing and then we start to resent them wish we were them and everything like that and I don't know how many times I've spoken on this on this podcast but the fact is is the only thing you are seeing is those people's best moments they're not going to show their crappy moments. They're when they're down, when they're sitting in a corner, maybe crying and having a pity party. They're not going to show that. And one thing I've been trying to do is be as transparent as possible with my podcast, with my Instagram, with my Facebook, because you need to see, and I want people to see that I'm authentic, that um, this is not always an easy road, even though sometimes it looks like it or it sounds like it on my podcast that, you know, I'm doing great. Well, I'm not going to get on my podcast once a week and not be upbeat, right? You need upbeat. But trust me when I tell you there are days that suck and where days where my, my leg hurts so bad or days where I don't sleep well at all because I'll wake up with some phantom pain. It just, it happens. So you know, when the, when I saw this comment, yes, I was very athletic growing up, but I am 51 and I did have five years of laying on my butt doing nothing, losing or gaining weight in pain on opioids for pain, trying everything under the sun to, to regain mobility and did nothing and then I had to come to the realization that me as an athlete might be over. And was this the best my life was going to get? And that was a very sobering thought. And some of you might be there. And I just wonder how many of you have given up or are on the verge of giving up. And maybe you're hearing this and I'm going to tell you, don't give up. Don't give up no matter what. You are here with a purpose in life. You are given a purpose by something bigger than you you need to figure out what that purpose is but like I tell my dad you're still here so God has a purpose for you so you've got to figure it out when you compare yourself to somebody else and it brings you down or makes you angry or resentful or you know you know God forbid you just dislike someone before you even get to know them or their story 
then that's kind of a, a shame on us moment, right? Where we do that. Um, and I'm, I've been guilty of that. There's people that I wish I could do that, or I wish I could have that, but I'm, I'm where I'm at for a reason. And I will find peace and I will find joy in being in this moment here for you guys and for my family and for my own mental and emotional health. And so when I talk about comparison and and this person that made this comment, the reason that I was on that broadcast wasn't because I was athletic. There was more to it. Um, And I hope that people saw that, that I'm trying to inspire others. That's, that's where I want to be. I was a teacher you know, from college on until I became a mom. And then I taught my own kids, uh, homeschooled them most of their life. And it's just in my DNA to want to motivate and help others. That's just who I am. And I was excited about being on there, not to have kudos thrown my way, but to show people that I could help them make their life a little bit better if they would only just trust the process. And it does start at ground zero, having nothing. Um, People that I've talked to that have, that are, you know, amputees that can't even get out of their wheelchair yet because they can't heal their wound to put on a socket and when they do finally get that done and they get a socket on, it hurts and it's not comfortable and, and they're feeling really upset and down with their life. Some people had no choice in their amputation and those like me that did, you know, we have to make the best of the situation we're in. But that doesn't mean you can't each live your own life to the best of your ability. My thoughts are being athletic, being in sports, being competitive with myself. That was what makes me happy. I thought that was gone. You know, four years ago, I would have told you I was never going to lose a weight or get healthy again. I was down and out, so sad, so upset. And when I found out that I had a blood clot that I had in Paris and flew home with it could have killed me. And I had no idea there's a, a real like eye-opener when you realize where your life trajectory has now gone from this, this normal life to way out in left field, like never thought this would be my life, ever. I couldn't have dreamt this in my wildest dreams, nor could my husband, who has been with me since we were 17, um, you know, he didn't know that this was going to be his life living and, and married to an amputee. And and I never would have thought for someone who like, I don't like being on camera would be sitting here talking to you on camera, listening to my voice, which I can't stand doing. But I do this only because I want to see if I can just reach one of you to realize that no, you're not meant to be like me. You're meant to be like you. So when you look at that video, if you see my broadcast on ABC 15 from last week, it isn't for you to sit there and go, this is where you could be. If you were never a lifter or you were never active that way, then why would you want to compare yourself there? Find the underlying theme. What makes me who I am? 
And it is the drive and the passion to live my best life. And I want to be healthy. For some of you, if you have always sat around and been kind of a couch potato, and now you want to be a superhuman athlete, you might be barking up the wrong tree. It's not that you can't get there if your desires are there. But if you've never desired that in your life, that's not the message. The message would be live your best life. What does your best life look like? You know, are you just wanting to get out and and see the world and have fresh air and you're not that mobile right now? Well, then what's going to get you there? If you want to learn how to ski, but you've never skied before, whether you're an amputee or you have struggled with other medical issues, you can, but you don't think that you're all of a sudden going to be this rock star skier. You know, it's, I, I skied from the time my husband taught me at 17 until my accident in 2013. And I now go out and I've skied every year since my amputation. And it scares the crap out of me because it is really hard to be up on one ski and keep your balance and go downhill and pray to God that no one comes up behind you and hits you. Because I did have that happen once. I've been totally obliterated and wiped out as an amputee skier. Someone came up behind me, so they didn't see me and and just took me out. So it happens. So I my fears are... are you know, relevant, they are, they're, they're founded, but you know, you've, you've just, the idea isn't be like her or be like him. It's be you. That's why this, that's why this podcast is called be you to full adaptive warrior. Cause I want you to be you, your best you. And adaptive, obviously, because that's the world I live in now. And I know there are many women and, and this stemmed actually from me reading a couple um, comments on Facebook from women amputees that didn't feel beautiful anymore, that were afraid to go out in public with or without their prosthetic, almost like they were ashamed of the way they looked. Because women in, in our society, women are viewed beautiful by the way we look, not what's on the inside. And then we compete with one another also, which is so hard in this world. We need to rise up together as women and support one another. And the beauty is from within. Like, how do you project yourself? How do you hold yourself? You know, that's one of the reasons why they did this broadcast on me, this video, because I reach out and talk to people. I smile when I come in. I don't look like a disgruntled, angry person who wishes their life had never turned out this way. I'm making the best from what could have been a horrible situation. You know, I never thought that in 2013 when I heard the pop in my MCL that, you know, five years later I was going to be an amputee. That that would never have crossed my mind. I did know that there's a possibility with all my surgeries. They said I could lose my leg because of all the surgeries I had, but not because I was choosing an amputee life. So, you know, when I talk about comparing, you've just really got to be careful. You know, be careful who you follow on social media and be careful at what you think because what you do to yourself is more detrimental than what other people can do to you. We can... Our self-talk is either make or break. If you have positive self-talk, 
then you're well on your way to being in a great place. You just have to maybe buy your time. I've talked to several women who are struggling with their amputation and healing wise and getting active, but I can tell by talking to them on the phone that their heart is in the right place and they are mentally very strong on where they want to be and they've got goals set and they're ready to go. But what's holding them back is the physical. And then yet there are people that physically could get going, but they are destroying themselves from the inside because they, they don't feel worthy or aren't good enough. And they're afraid to step out and try something because they're afraid of failing or afraid of looking stupid or bad. And, you know, I used to be like that where, you know, it never held me back, but the fear was real. I understand that fear of, you know, I'm a perfectionist. So when I get out there, I, I want to do whatever I do in front of people. I want to make sure it's done well. But I can tell you that some of my worst moments or my most nerve-wracking moments aren't at the gym or when I'm skiing. Most of them come from literally walking through stores or parking lots. If I'm walking, I know at any given moment, if I trail off someplace else and get lazy with my leg, I can clip my toe and trip. I don't usually fall because that's what this leg of mine, the sea leg from Autobach does. It kind of prevents me from falling because it knows my gait. It sees and feels, it knows when I'm, my gait's changed and it'll slow down my knee joint so I don't just collapse. But I'll tell you, there are times when I, I feel like I'm walking like a robot just to get from my car into a store. And that's usually when I feel like all eyes are on me and I'm feeling very anxious. I'm not relaxed when I walk, which I think is kind of funny because I do all these other things, but it's, it's in the moment of just walking that actually brings a little bit more anxiety to me. And, you know, that's my own little bugaboo I've got to get through. And that's just where I'm at. But when it comes to your day to day, you know, I want you to think about what it is that's going to make you happy. Like you, you're not going to be this person or that person. You're not going to be where I'm at. Um, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm also not going to be this person or that person that I follow on social media. I am me and I've got to learn to embrace that. And, you know, you, for those of you that have listened before, you always hear me say, you know, sometimes I'm preaching to myself when I, I do these podcasts because this helps me this is like my self-talk. You guys are hearing my like internal monologue out loud and stop comparing yourself to others. Nobody is you and you can't be somebody else. You are you. Embrace where you're at and try to understand your journey. Where have you come from and where are you going? Where are you at right now? There's a spectrum there. You know, think about the spectrum. Where did you start? Well, I started doing karate. Let's just start it just before my accident. And I had that accident. So from that accident on, I was bedridden. I was on pain meds. I was on machines that would move my leg every day for hours on end. I was icing my, my, my knee. I was going to PT three times a week, which, you know, it doesn't seem like a lot. But when you wake up almost every other, you wake up every other day and you're going someplace for... My PT wasn't limited to 45 minutes. Sometimes my PT was two, two and a half hours. And sometimes it was the most painful thing I'd ever done. And then I'm 
okay, where am I at? I'm here right now in the middle of my spectrum. And I'm loving where I'm at. I'm embraced where I'm at. I'm good where I'm at, but I don't want to be stuck where I'm at. I want to continue to keep growing. What does it take for me to keep growing? And it isn't comparing myself to so-and-so on Instagram or looking at all these people doing successful things and they're like a, a, a bilateral baloney amputee or um, an arm and, and two legs amputee. I am me and my struggles are with where I'm at and my successes are where I'm at. And if I want to try something new, I'm going to start at the bottom. I'm not going to be excelling the first time I try something. Example, what well, is one of the first things I did on video that was so embarrassing for me, but I did it just to prove a point that I would put stuff out there raw and new. And it was the first time I decided to pick up a jump rope as an amputee. Now I used to jump rope back when I was teaching and before kids, I could jump rope out of my driveway barefoot for 30 minutes straight. You know, that was just something that my instructor for Taekwondo had taught us to do is long, longevity on that. And I got really good at it. So I thought, why not? Okay, that was like maybe 15, 20 years ago, but why not? Let's try it. And you're only one leg. I tried it with my leg on and there is no bounce to this leg and it's heavy. So the first time I tried it with my leg, <laughs> it was horrible. I mean, it was God awful horrible. Then I tried it with my running blade on and locked, but because the running blade, if you've seen them, it's those curved ones and you're coming through the jump rope. If I didn't catch just underneath that lip, it was getting caught on my blade and I really didn't want to pull myself backwards. So I'm like, all right, let's just go one legged. Took off my leg. And if you look on my YouTube channel, you'll see my videos of my first times jump roping. And then I decided to use that as a challenge um, when I was raising funds for Mission 22 for soldier um, suicide. And um, I'll tell you what, it's hard. But my very first time, I will tell you, it looked like um, and it felt like I was like a hundred, you know, like a hundred pounds heavier and like an elephant jumping on the ground. There was no quick and, and light. It was heavy and hard stomps on the ground as I tried to figure out this new, you know, task or recreation or exercise. And, uh, in, I, you know, I watched the video and I'm like, I cannot believe I'm going to post this. And then I hit post you know, and you, and, and it got really good reviews because people are like, well, at least you're being real. And, and I said, okay, let's watch the transition. And then I'd post, you know, a week later where I'm at and a week after that where I'm at. And, and it was, it got better. But even someone who was athletic, I had to start over and I had to start from ground zero. One, it's more exciting to try something new that's hard and get better at it than to just be given it to you and you're just all of a sudden good at it. I mean, there's no, there's no work there involved and there's no pride involved in look how far I've come. And that's what I thrive on. I thrive on look how far I've come. So for you, what I would suggest is this week is figure out what it is that you want in your life. 
Do you want to learn to jump rope and you are, you know, down a leg? Um, or maybe that's just too much. Maybe for some of you, it might be just getting out and starting to walk in your neighborhood. One, the fresh air would do you good. And two, you might meet some neighbors that you would spur on and inspire because you are going against the odds of you being out walking. So figure out where you're at. I mean, there are so many different things people are going through these days, but you need to figure out what makes you tick. And if you're not athletic, but you want to start becoming a little bit more healthy and more on that, that world, then start small, you know, start with a few push-ups. start with doing some sit-ups, start working on planks to strengthen up your core. I mean, one of the things I've told people that are becoming amputees that is a very big must is if your core isn't strong and you don't have balance, it's going to be hard learning to walk. So you need to start working on balance and core strength, work on your, your stomach and your back muscles, and even your hip flexors, because you're going to be dragging through this heavy piece of machinery that feels like it's, you know, 50 pounds heavier than your actual leg that you lost. Um, because it's just not a part of you totally. And so, you know, that's what I would say is be careful with comparison. You know, it's going to be the thief of your joy. You deserve to be joyful. You deserve to find happiness in your life and you will, but you need to be real about where you are at and where you want to go and make goals. Always set goals for yourself on what is realistic and then celebrate the little steps along the way because you deserve it. It may not be, and I've done this, I might sit there and go, wow, I did this many reps with this weight at the gym. But I might see someone next to me that's lifting 10 pounds more than me. I have got to stop doing that because that's a comparison. And I am where I'm at. People don't know where I'm at. Like when I do things with legs at the gym, sometimes all I can do is one set because my socket is pushing on a nerve and no one else will understand why I'm only doing this many pounds or this only this many sets except for me. And I don't owe that response or that explanation to anybody, but I have to own it. So instead of letting my pride get in my way, instead of letting comparison steal the joys of my little successes, I'm going to start focusing on me. What will make me happier? What will I need to do to make one step clearer in my direction? And just keep working that baby steps. I always tell my husband when he tells me, well, you know, this mountain might be a little tough because it's, you know, this, this, this. I said, if I take it one step at a time, I can do it. If you take one step at a time, you can accomplish anything. Your steps are going to probably be baby steps at first. And that's okay. A baby step in the right direction is still a step in the right direction. And you work towards it. Don't look at the mountain itself. Look at the step right in front of you and accomplish that first. And the next thing you know, you're going to be looking back down a mountain and seeing where you've come from. And you're going to be so proud of where you've gotten to. So this week, your call to action is really just figure out where you're at right now. Make a mental note of that. And then make a mental note of where, where do you want to be and what is the first step in that direction to get to your 
goal, to, to find out what you want to achieve that's going to make you happy. What's going to give you the best and greatest joy of your life? Don't worry about what other people are doing. Your circumstance is different than mine, than the next person, the next person. Only you know what you can tolerate, where your pain levels are at, and where your capabilities are at this moment in time. And that will change as you go through life. That's the journey. Enjoy the journey. Don't worry about not succeeding today. What is the big picture? And just take it one step at a time. Remember, comparison is the thief of joy. And don't do that to yourself. You are better than that. And you deserve joy. And I hope and pray that you have an amazing rest of your week. I hope you take a look at my Instagram site, my website, my YouTube channel. I'm going to start posting activities for people to get started on core strength and balance because that is the biggest question I get right now is everybody sees that people that are getting out there and doing big things, but where did everybody start? So I'm going to go back to ground zero here and start putting videos together so you can see how to start building strength to be successful. So I hope you have a great rest of your week. I hope this resonated with you. Remember, do not compare yourself to anybody. Just compete with yourself. Get better every single day for you and for your family. And until next week, as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.